It's another edition of Best in Class with JoeBucksFan.com draft guru Sean Sullivan. He's got all your need to know from Senior Bowl week and more. Some Bucks talk, a lot of fun. He keeps it flying, and all the fun is from Bill Curry Ford. Visit BillCurryFord.com. Here's Sean. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Best in Class with Sean Sullivan at Bill Curry Ford live. At the Bill Curry Ford Studios in Tampa with the best assistant in the whole world. Grace, say hi. Hi, guys. Great, exciting Super Bowl. Great stuff going on football-wise. The Bucks still don't have an offensive coordinator or a quarterback or a plan. But, you know, it's still early. That's a joke. It's not early. But I hope they have a plan. And I'm available, right? My email is bestinclass at billcurryford.com. Or you can get gthomas at billcurryford.com. Please email me, Glazers, if you need some help. I'd be happy to uh, assist in what I think is best. But first, uh, a word from our sponsor. So please visit us at BillCurryFord.com and uh, look at all of our amazing specials. March Madness is coming up. We have a Valentine's Day special going on. Order your car right now and receive a $500 gift certificate, no deposit necessary. We have Broncos and Mavericks in stock, which are the hottest vehicles in the world right now. And by the way, Grace, your trade is never worth more than it is right now at Bill Curry Ford at over $5,000 over Kelly Blue Book for your vehicle and the home of the lifetime warranty on new vehicles. So we have a lot of stuff going on. Again, please visit us at BillCurryFord.com and you'll go on there and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. The construction's going excellent. Follow us, Bill Curry Tampa, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and share us with your friends because that's how the podcast keeps growing. I keep getting a lot of, uh, what would be the right word, text messages and emails asking me what I would do. Like, am I going to, what would I would do personally to fix the Buccaneers going into 2023? And I think that, I think it just depends on what we're going to do with the rest of our team. So, if we're going to gut this team and we're going to let Levante David, by the way, who's our best defender on our defense, even at 33 years old, he's our best defender it, it, without a question. Let's see. We let Levante David walk, Donovan Smith walk, Jamal Dean walk, and we re-sign a corner. And uh, let's see. We let our defensive line walk away like um, Golston, Sinat. Uh, we, don't, we don't re-sign some of our defensive line depth. I guess it would all look at what we're trying to do salary cap-wise. When I saw that Brady turned in his retirement paperwork and realized that if he did that after June 11th, that the Bucks would only be responsible for $10 million, and because he did it right now, we're responsible for $35 million, I'm either thinking that he doesn't care about our team at all, which I don't think it's the case, and I think he talked to Jason Light, and Jason Light was okay absorbing the full $35 million in 2023, which might give us a little hint for those, those internet detectives. So this might be giving us a hint that Jason Light is going to move into the direction of absorbing as much as he can this year to free up for next year. So we can either play Trask, sign a veteran to, to back him up or be a bridge, and then go into that next year hoping to get Caleb Williams, depending on what, how well Trask played. If he plays well, we win. If he plays bad, we win. So that could be the plan is we're going to take one year. We don't want to be the Denver Broncos, guys. The Denver Broncos literally are seven years removed from a Super Bowl and have not made the playoffs in seven years. Instead of rebuilding, what they tried to do is reload, reload, reload. The only thing they've done is screw their team up. They screw their draft picks up, 
and now they have a quarterback under this massive contract who has not been able to play. And then they just traded more draft capital for um, Sean Payton. So, by the way, the Denver Broncos are on my new list. Grace, just so you know, the Denver Broncos suck. The ownership sucks. Their team sucks. And the coach sucks. So I hate him now. I hope that Sean Payton loses every single game. And I hope Russell Wilson retires and his wife stops singing. Whatever. All right? So, yes, my hatred has now moved. Anyway, my plan for the Buccaneers is very simple. I have not seen Kyle Trask throw the ball, nor has anybody. I have no idea what kind of player he is. I have no idea what kind of offensive system we're going to run because we don't have an offensive coordinator. If we're hiring from the Eagles, who was the offensive coordinator for the, for the Florida Gators, when Trask was running for the Heisman, you know, throws for 44 touchdowns and seven interceptions and was over 70% completion and was very dominant, maybe that's what, what Light's going to do is we're going to go into this year with Trask and we're going to bring in an offensive coordinator that knows what Trask does best and design an offense that instead of around Brady, we're going to design it around Trask. That is a smart play by Jason Light if that's what we're doing. I, I love it, and I support it 100% if that's what we're doing. If we hire the offensive coordinator from the Rams uh, or the quarterback's coach from the Rams who runs a complete, runs a similar but, but pretty different system, I'm not quite sure, or if Todd Muckin comes in, I'm not quite sure what they would do with Trask. Now, if, if I'm sitting in a room with the Glazers right now and Jason Light, and I'm sitting there and they're saying, Sean, we would like your opinion on what to do with this team for my vast football experience, and I'd be like, yeah, let me help you, okay? Have you seen C.J. Stroud play the football? Like, have you seen him throw the football? Have you seen the accuracy, the pinpoint accuracy, the right shoulder, the scheme that he's running, the velocity that he throws at? He's very cerebrally runs. He looks at two and three progressions. He has touch, unbelievable timing, gets the ball out on time. Timing is a big thing for quarterbacks, balance and timing. And he's, he's just scratching the surface. He's an unbelievable talent. I love the guys that say, oh, first of all, let me just point out, I hate Ohio State first. Hate Ohio State with a passion of a thousand sons. So for me to support C.J. Stroud goes against everything that I am, but I'm not going to sit there and say that this guy wouldn't change our franchise for 15 years. I want a Joe Burrow. I want a Josh Allen. I want a Justin Herbert. You know, I want a guy like that that we can continually build around and, and win with. And looking back at the 46 years of Buccaneers history, we've never done it. Not one time have we drafted a quarterback and develop him and give him a second contract. Vinny Testaverde, by the way, 44,000 uh, passing yards, didn't get a second contract. By far the best quarterback that's ever played and put on a, a Buccaneers uniform before Tom Brady was Vinny Testaverde. Absolutely incredible talent. We screwed it up, right? We draft Jameis Winston, obviously Doug Williams. I'm not going to have a long conversation. I love Doug Williams, right? So you draft Jameis Winston, number one overall. We tried again. We had Josh Freeman in the first round, tried again. We have not gone up and gotten the guy that we want. And I, I would be sitting at the table say, listen, we're, we have a little bit of a seller cap problem. Let's not get overdrawn here. Jason Light and the snap, like watch this. We're now $200 million under the salary cap. Enough with the salary cap crap, right? Jason Light will fix it. I'm not concerned about it. If we go in there and we say, what is the future of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers looks like? What does our future look like, right? And for me, it's C.J. Stroud. I would call, I, if, if he's going to drop, I'd be watching this. If he drops out of the first five picks, I'm on the phone. 
and I'm giving up anything I can to get my hands on C.J. Stroud. Anything. Caleb Williams, tanking for Caleb Williams sounds wonderful until he breaks his leg or his arm or tears his ACL next year when he's playing football. You have no idea what the future holds. We live in today, and today, C.J. Stroud is my guy. I'm going all in. And if the Glaziers say, that's not, what, and that's not in the cards for us, I, we don't want to give up the future of our franchise. Well, you have no future. You've kept all your number one picks for 46 years. Where has it gotten you? Um, the two Super Bowls that we won, right? We won with rent-a-guys, rent right? We didn't, we didn't draft these guys. We rented them, all right? If you want to really, truly get in the game, right, you do whatever it takes to get your hands on a special player, a special QB like C.J. Stroud. You do whatever it takes. It doesn't matter. If you gave up three number one picks, who cares? We draft number one picks that are busts all the time. So does everybody else. You know, the number one pick only makes it 54% of the time, guys. 54% of the time, right, is they make it. The rest of the time, they don't. But I think that sure, C.J. Stroud is a sure bet. Every single thing in my gut tells me that he's right. And by the way, I don't have to tell best-in-class listeners, Grace, how right I have been on, on quarterbacks. I have been the most right. I, I have hit on Justin Herbert. I have hit on Justin Fields. I told everybody that Sam Howell is a crazy pick at, in the fifth round. What are the scouts looking at? They're all drunk and drinking and high. Because the guy's going to start for the Washington team, formerly known as Redskins. He's starting for them next year. We'll see how he does, but he's better than a fifth-round draft pick. Okay? The quarterbacks are super easy to evaluate, in my opinion. I think you're, they're just they overcomplicated. C.J. Stroud is a winner. Has the, the size, the strength, the intelligence, the timing, the balance, the touch. He is everything. Right? You take it right now. Right now. Unless they're absolutely sure about Kyle Trask and they're playing as Kyle Trask plus his offensive coordinator from college, plus we're going to fix our offensive line, we're going to reshuffle some stuff on defense, we're in a weak division, which, by the way, cracks me up because it might not be weak next year depending on what happens with the Saints and their quarterback position if they do get Derek Carr. And if Frank Reich, who is the new head coach of the Carolina Panthers, who's a brilliant hire, by the way, and a brilliant coach, if with, a, with a top 10 defense, if they go out and, and they draft C.J. Stroud, which is on their radar, that team is going to be good for a very long time. Young defense, top 10 defense, great running game, you know, an up-and-coming offensive line. You get somebody like C.J. Stroud, and, and, and look at the draft capital Carolina has. Multiple first-round draft picks, multiple second-round draft picks. That team is on its way up. Atlanta, Atlanta had an amazing draft. They have their running back situation handled. They have a top receiver handled. They have their top tight end handled. They have two pass rushers on defense now handled. And now the quarterback position with Ritter might be settled. So let's not just write off Atlanta and say these teams aren't going to be good. I think you're going to see a massive improvement in, this, in the NFC South. And if I told you if Derek Carr or Lamar Jackson goes to New Orleans, they're going to win the division. We have a chance to do something very special with what was coming up. And it's going to be C.J. Stroud or Kyle Trask with, with an offensive coordinator. But what is the ceiling on Kyle Trask, Grace? That's what I want to know. What's the ceiling? <laughs> how good can Kyle Trask be? I don't know. I have no idea how good he can be because they don't play him. I can't ever see him play. I can't see him practice with these new rules. I can't watch him. I watched him in Florida. He's a Heisman Trophy finalist and, and a bad boy behind the, behind the line. 
but seeing nothing for two years. Other than that, they come out and say he's a slow learner. Congratulations. I know you're trying to build the guy up. Is that some kind of psychological warfare, guys? Or is that just stupidity? I don't know. All right. We're going to get to the Senior Bowl wrap-up, right? So I, I have a list of players I want to go through real quick. Grace, my, what's my time? 13 minutes. All right. We have 17 minutes to pile drive through these guys, right? We're going to go right through them because we have the comp. We have, we have next week we have best-in-class wrap-up for 2022 rookies. By the way, I nailed it again. Can't wait to, to toot my own horn next week. Then right after that, we have the combine, which is the greatest time of the year for me. We're going to go through the players. We're going to go through the positions. We're gonna, we're gonna, you're going to have the fastest 30 minutes where you're going to just really enjoy it. So um, let's start with the Senior Bowl. Okay. And just so you know, for some of those guys to go, hey, Sean, I didn't see some of these great players playing the game. Guess what? It, they're, they're doing something new now, Grace. Do you know what that is? They're practicing all week with the NFL coaches, and then they're not playing in the game. Because they don't want to get hurt. That's what they're saying. But they're practicing, but they don't want to play in the game. So this is the new thing. You had a bunch of stars practice all week, get with the NFL coaches, and then get in a plane and leave. So that's just new for me. So we're going to go through who had great practices, right? We're going to get through how, um, some of what the scouts have talked about and some of the guys that, that we have our eye on. We're going to start with Julius Brents, right? He's a cornerback out of Kansas State. Six foot three, 202 pounds, right? And the reason why uh, corner is a big deal right now is because corner could be where we go with the 19th overall pick, depending on how our free agency issue happens with Jamal Dean and Sean Murphy Bunting. We're going to see what's going on there. But there's a lot of defensive back talent, and there's some big guys who are physical, and Julius Brents is one. Excellent week of practice. Excellent week. And I was really, really impressed with his size. He moves so great and fluid for a guy his size, 6'3", like I said, 202 pounds. I don't have his 40 time yet. We're not going to have that till after the combine. But everybody raved about this Julius Brents. His size, his strength, his, um, his intelligence on the field, and he made plays all week long on the ball. Getting on to a safety position, another position that if we let uh, Neil walk and don't re-sign Logan, Hall, um, Logan Ryan, Sidney Brown out of Illinois might be a pick that we're looking at. Now, last year, uh, at the same time, we had the Lions. They drafted Kirby Joseph in the third round, right? He went on to have one of the best safety rookie seasons in NFL history. Kirby Joseph was incredible. He really, really did a major, major impact on that defense. Sidney Brown out of Illinois is a guy that looks and moves in a similar size to Kirby Joseph. It's like they're twins. These guys, they're interchangeable. I love the way Sidney Brown, one of the things that if you watch him— He's, he kind of watches the play and then reacts. That's really amazing when you watch him. He, like, he, he like has instincts that it's, it's just strange. The only way I can describe it for best-in-class listeners, you have to watch the tape on Sidney Brown. You have to watch the fact that he, he sits on routes and waits for them to develop and then picks the ball off. Or, and he hits, he's a very violent hitter as well. He has a massive production in Illinois. I love everything about this guy. This is a guy that's going to be on our safety watch list for the Buccaneers. Jake Hayner, QB out of Fresno State. We didn't talk about this guy in, the, in, in, our, in our pre-makeup for the Senior Bowl. The guy had a great practice. He was accurate, la, 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 la. He's a fourth-round, fifth-round pick. The reason why Jake Hayner is getting some, some buzz by scouts right now is because of Brock Purdy's run. Are they, the, all the scouts now are afraid of missing the next Brock Purdy. So they put a lot of stock in this Jake Hayner. Listen, uh, was he accurate with the ball? Yes. His arm isn't super terrific. He is a tough guy. 
He did get the ball down the field accurately. I have to give him that. But again, you know, fourth round guy, maybe third round guy sneaks into the third round. I don't see that. I think he's more of a fourth round guy, but we'll see. But uh, I mean, it was pretty bad that, you know, your best quarterback at the senior bowl that played, you know, is, is a fourth round grade. So Diane Henley, the linebacker out of Washington State, has been linked to the Bucks as a Levante David replacement. Absolutely an all-star. This guy is incredible, okay? He, he might be my linebacker number one, Grace. We'll see. Clemson has a terrific uh, player as well. But Dylan Henley, the coverage grade on this guy, he, you guys, he was the only linebacker during the entire week of practice that was glued to the running backs. They couldn't get rid of him. He was all over the place. He, in coverage, this guy is phenomenal. And with today's NFL, you need this guy. Henley was all over the field. The guy can absolutely fly speed-wise. I don't know what his 40 time is yet. Again, we don't have the combine. But this is a guy in the second round the Bucks might be able to steal and pick up Levante David's replacement. Will McDonald is an edge out of Iowa State. We've talked about him. McDonald might be the best pass rusher at the Senior Bowl. Combination of, of size and speed. He's got the bend. He's got balance. He's definitely going in the, in the first round, top of the second round. Um, his NFL comparison is a strange one for me, Harold Landry. The reason why Harold Landry dropped into the second round and has been terrific was because of his size. And I think McDonald's a bigger player than, than Harold Landry was. But we'll see. If you guys don't remember um, Landry, solid NFL player out of Boston College. He was supposed to go in the first round. He went 41st, so he went 10 picks into the second round and has been a very solid contributor in, in the NFL. But Will McDonald, again, a lot of people believe that he had the best uh, week of practice and that he's the best pass rusher uh, at the Senior Bowl. Here's on to my best center. So we, we reviewed this guy with, in my pre-Senior Bowl. This is my, my number one center. I can tell you that right now on best in class on February th- uh, 13th, John Michael Smith's out of Minnesota, which I said, if you're going to get an offensive lineman, you get him from Minnesota, Iowa, Iowa State. You can't go wrong. Those guys are well-coached. They're insanely fed with, like, what are they fed with, Grace? Like, what do they eat? Corn, potatoes? What do they feed these guys at Minnesota, Iowa? This, whatever it is, it's offensive lineman magic, okay? It's like, poof, they're magic, right? Smith is unbelievable. I, I, he didn't get beat on one rep during practice. Th- this guy is going to start right away in the NFL. He's my number one center. If the Bucks won a center in the third round, right, John Michael Smith is their guy. And depending on the combine, if this guy blows the combine away, he ain't getting out of the second round, right? So Ty J. Spears, we talked about him. We said keep an eye on him. Obviously, he, had a, he was a, a rock star during practice week. He killed it. Again, he's still 5'9". Can he deal with the punishment of the NFL? I don't know. It, it just doesn't happen very often, but it was really hard not to watch him stop on a dime and if you guys watch YouTube, if you go to Ty J. Spears Senior Bowl practice week and go to – there's two plays where the ball is hiked and he goes out into a pattern and breaks the ankles of the linebacker. They just literally fall down to go right there. They just fall down and he runs wide open because he can cut so quick and on a dime. It's truly insane. But you're not going to get a really good judge on Ty J. Did he move himself into the second round? Is he in the Gibbs conversation with Alabama running back? I don't think so. I, I think that he is playing way better than expected. I think he's going to be one of my top running backs when I, when I do the breakdown. But is he an every single down back in the NFL? 
I don't know. And and right now, the NFL, the way we're splitting running backs, I guess he works out perfect because if he can share time with another running back, he's going to be incredible. Keon White, the edge out of Georgia Tech that everyone's so excited about. Mel Kuyper has him coming to the Bucks at 19. He looked like a man amongst boys when you're looking at all of the other guys. He's just He's got big arms, gigantic hands. Um, he does everything that you want to uh, see in, in a pass rusher except when he was against these top offensive line. And by the way, the offensive line play at the Senior Bowl, um, Nagy said, was probably the best offensive line play that he's seen in five years. So, you know, Keon White didn't go against some scrubs. He went against some first-round talent. And he might be a first-rounder, but my goodness, he didn't have one play that he popped out on. And the reason why I'm bringing it up is because he was steady. Did he, was he, was he do his job? Yes. But... He wasn't spectacular, and he's been linked to the Bucks, so I had to put him on there. But he was steady. He's a steady guy. I don't know if I want any more steady guys. Logan Hall was a steady guy at Houston. You know, Joe Tryon, steady guy at Washington. I don't know. I think we need some superstars. And I, I want everybody to remind everybody that Jason Light has been drafting at the end of the first round and the top of the second round for years since Tom Brady. We haven't had a top 15 pick. We haven't had a top 10 pick in the first round to make an impact. It's, it's not as easy as you guys think just getting depth players and then asking them to make instant impacts. Josh Wiley tied in Cincinnati. Th- this tight end group is awesome, right? The reason why I like this guy is he's 6'6", 260, and he runs really well, but he blocks, and he's mean, and he hits people, and he's a glass eater. I love all of those things about him, right? I mean, uh, Musgrave is the number one guy everybody talks about, yes, He's unbelievably fluid. He can catch the ball. He's just not physical enough. I'll take Josh. I want a physical tight end, punch-you-in-the-mouth guy that can get open as well. Michael Wilson out of Stanford, a guy that I did not know a lot about uh, prior to the Senior Bowl, have done a bunch of study on him, and I just thought he was a special teams player. I thought Michael Wilson's going to be one of those guys that you saw like Kadarius Toney for Kansas City that can can return a punt and a kick and make an exciting play. I just didn't think that he would be a guy that you could play like as your third or fourth receiver. But this week changed my mind. I think he's going to be a fourth round draft pick. And I think he's, and I think he can start on like the New York giants. I think that Michael Wilson could be the third wide receiver on the giants right now. Team like that and, and play special teams. You know how I feel about special teams. They win, they win games, and they, and they do a lot of stuff, and people underestimate special teams. But Michael Wilson made himself some money this week um, with the fact that he might be a third receiver on your team. Here's this guy at about, about a war A, the defensive lineman out of Northwestern. Say that really fast three times. Obviously, we talked about him at our, pre, at our pre-senior bowl, 6'1", 284. Um, he's shorter than most Ed Rushers, as we talked about, but he has massive arms, 82 and 18 wingspan. And again, this is a guy that can play from three technique to three technique to the five technique. And he's very, very, very strong. And he's very, very strong against the run. There were several run-on-one plays where he basically just ragdolled the offensive lineman. He just got a hold of him with those gigantic long arms and just threw him to the ground. And when you see that, you're like, okay, that reminds me a little bit of Mika Parsons, right? And I, yes, I said Mika because my friend is Mika. It reminds me of Micah Parsons a lot. And... And I'm like, wow. I was like, I, he's not obviously doesn't have the pass rush right now that uh, Micah does. But, but let me just tell you something about this guy. This is a guy to watch, even though I can't pronounce his name and no one's ever going to be able to pronounce his name. He's definitely a guy 
to, to definitely keep an eye on going into the first round of the NFL draft. This guy, Jalen Reed out of Michigan State, we talked about him pre-senior bowl as being one of those really tough athletic types where I said Michigan State some reason puts out these really nasty guys who are just mean and angry and play the ball with, with, with a fierceness and a want to and a passion. Jalen Reed is one of those guys. I, I, he's not the biggest guy in the world, but I absolutely love, 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 love the fact that he loves to practice. He loves to hit people. He loves to block, and he can catch. I mean, I, I loved everything about Jalen Reed. He had a couple of drops that's, that's, you know, that's going to make people go, okay, maybe he needs to work on his hands. He's 5'11", 191. He had 59 receptions for 1,000 yards at, at, at Michigan State last year. But he, route running, amazing. He has the entire route tree, all right? And I love that about him. I remember a lot of receivers, guys, that come out of college have two routes, okay? So when you get a guy, like we talked about last year in Garrett Wilson, who won Offensive Rookie of the Year, who we, we all talked about having a full route tree, it makes such a difference when they come into the NFL. It takes a year off their learning curve is wh- what kind of offense they come out. There's definitely a guy. And here's a guy that, that, you know, I hate to say there's a Todd Bowles guy out there for Todd Bowles' defense because right now I'm very disappointed in Todd Bowles and his, and his campaign in 2023 and how he ran – how he changed our offense, which he changed our offense, guys. Let's not kid ourselves. He changed it, how he changed our philosophy of how we're going to play. If you guys haven't seen that, please read the Joe Bucks fan article, um, what, what Bruce Aarons was talking about. Joe Bucks fan has been all over a lot of this Todd Bowles stuff, which has been fantastic as a fan to read. Um, it's not to say that I, that I don't think that Todd Bowles can do the job. He manages conservatively. He wants to run a conservative offense, and he plays the game and manages the game like it's the late 90s. The game has changed. Did anybody watch the Super Bowl? Did anybody watch Kansas City and, and, and the Eagles, who were supposed to have this staunch defense, just run up and down the field, run up and down the field? Special teams and offense. Special teams and offense. Special teams and offense. No, Kansas City is known for its offense, guys, and, and they've been to five consecutive AFC title games. There's not one defensive head coach in the playoffs. When I say playoffs, I mean the championship games. And then the Super Bowl, you have offensive guys. So I don't understand why people think that defensive coaches are the way to go because you haven't had a very successful defensive coach in a long time win anything, right? And that's what worries me about that. But Darius Rush, this corner out of South Carolina, if we do let somebody like Jamal Dean go, Darius Rush right now is a fourth-round grade on him, 6'1", 196 pounds, 80-inch wingspan, he ran 21.7 miles an hour, so he's probably going to run a sub-440. Um, he obviously was the fastest corner, but he's physical. And that's what I like about him. I, I just I love the fact that he was physical. He played angry. And I, I really think that – and because of his speed and his, and his physicality, which he's handsy, right? We, we already have a guy right now that we drafted out of Auburn in Davis that's very handsy. Darius Rush is handsy, right? But he also has the speed to go with it, and he's physical. And he got his hands on a million balls during the week of practice. A guy that can actually intercept the ball, deflect the ball. This is a guy that let's see. Let's just see if he runs like a, a crazy time. Let's say he runs a four three forty. He's gonna be. A, he's gonna move himself into the second round. If he if he runs a four four, which is what I think he's gonna run, um, he's gonna fall into that like like Tarek, that Tarek Woolen round, that round three, round four. We'll see how it goes. This is a, gig- a really deep class. I mean, gigantic class of defensive backs. So, Jason Light, I know you listen to my podcast. We all both know that you're going to draft a defensive back in this draft. All right? None of us are under the impression that you're not. Thank God. Because 
there's some really great guys in this in this draft. Let's talk about a guy that I am absolutely in love with. Grace, I have a man crush on this guy. Zay Flowers out of Boston College, okay? He's this amazing wide receiver, right? He played in the Shrine game, right? He actually didn't play in the game. He practiced all week, right? He, during practice, all the coaches raved that he was at another level and that nobody could hang with him. And he hasn't played a ton in the slot. He's going to be a slot guy in the NFL. But Zay Flowers is one of those, should, you know, dare I say, who I think he reminds me of when I, when I see him play. And it, his first name is Tyreek Hill. Because that's who he reminds me of. Zay Flowers is electronic. He is a man amongst boys. He's little, but he plays big. He has like, like spinach from Popeyes. He's like, blah, 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 blah. Zay Flowers. If you guys don't watch tape on Zay Flowers, do yourself a favor. Crack open a nice cold beer from your favorite craft beer, and you guys know who I'm talking about. Who am I talking about, Grace? Big Storm. Big Storm, that's right. Break open your best Big Storm beer and sit down and put on YouTube and watch Zay Flowers. Watch him, and you're going to love him like I do, and you'll be like, you're going to fall in love with him and say, I want him in the first round. He's not going to go in the first round. Not unless he does something crazy at the combine. He's a second-round pick, but he is phenomenal. And I, I can't wait for people to see him. Another wide receiver out of Houston, small school guy, Tank Dell, a five foot eight guy, 160 pounds, okay? You know, we can talk about how great of a player he is and how he impressed everybody. He weighs 160 pounds. As a scout, I'm saying, okay, I understand you guys like this guy. Yes, was he electric on the field? He's 160 pounds. A 160-pound man is going to have a very difficult time in in modern-day NFL staying healthy. And guess what? He got hurt in college, right? He's going to get hurt in the pros. Is he a spectacular player? Yes. Is he? He's the same size as Darren Sproles, but Darren Sproles had 20 pounds on him as far as his height and 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 the way he looks. If he goes into the combine and weighs 160 pounds and he's 5'8", Tank Dell, it doesn't matter how electric he is, is still going to have a tough time trying to get a high draft pick. Is he a guy you take a flyer on in the fourth or fifth round and, and, and put him in some gadget plays and have this guy take it to the house? Absolutely. But, I mean, we have scouts that have uh, this guy as a second-round pick. If I'm Jason Light, can I take a second-round pick wide receiver at 160 pounds? It's just my, my – and, and, you know, Tank Dell could be the guy that changes the world and changes the opinion and everything, right? I just don't have time to think that this is the one guy. This is a unicorn. I can't draft guys hoping that they're the one guy that can make it at 160 pounds. We've got to be more diligent with our draft picks. We need to go. We need to take a guy with less talent that we know is more durable, right? It's just the way I would, I would be as a scout. Trey Dean out of Florida. Again, this is a Shrine Bowl guy. Safety, he also played some corner. He played some nickel. Uh, I mean, the guy can play in several different positions. He was 6'2", 210 pounds. Really impressed everybody. Grabbed an interception almost every single day during practice. He actually grabbed one in the game. He made some money for himself. This is a guy that was probably a fifth-round pick that might get some looks in the third round. So congratulations to Trey Dean out of the University of Florida. So that's my wrap-up for the Senior Bowl and the East-West Shrine game. Please email me at bestinclass uh, at billcurryford.com or gthomas at billcurryford.com. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, if you want to go over anything draft-related, send me questions. I'll go over it on the air 
And I hope that you please visit us at BillCurryFord.com for the greatest specials. I want to thank Bill Curry Ford uh, and the Curry family, Joe Bucks fan, for this platform. I love it. It's so great. Next week, we have uh, Best in Class All Pros, and then we have The Combine. All right? Hope you enjoyed your ride home. I'll see you guys next time. Hola amigos, soy Randy Arosarena. ¿Sabías que Bill Curry Ford tiene cientos de nuevos Ford y vehículos usados para escoger? Sí, y puedes comprar con tranquilidad, porque todos vienen con una garantía nacional por vía del tren motriz. Obtenga cobertura de tren motriz durante el tiempo que sea dueño de su vehículo y 10 años de asistencia en carretera sin costo adicional para usted. Tienes un vehículo para intercambiar, Bill Curry Ford le dará hasta 5 mil dólares sobre KBB por su auto viejo y obtendrá su dinero inmediatamente. Además, ofrecen financiamiento garantizado interno. Mal crédito, sin crédito, no hay problema. Ellos pueden conseguir que usted apruebe y siempre obtienes el mejor servicio. Así que si estás buscando un vehículo nuevo o usado o qué comprar en otro lugar, apresúrate a Bill Curry Ford, la primera familia de Ford en Tampa Bay. Fácil acceso en North Del Maverick Highway o comprar en línea en BillCurryFord.com.